Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode, we have a homily for Sunday, August 14th, 2022. Before we get to the reading and the homily, just a quick note that I'll be taking a couple of weeks vacation. So this will be the last episode before the beginning of September. I hope that everybody enjoys a couple of weeks of rest and relaxation as we savor the dog days of summer. And I look forward to reconnecting with everybody in a couple of weeks from now. Now let's turn our attention to our New Testament reading for today, which begins in Hebrews chapter 11. By faith, the people of Israel passed through the Dead Sea as if it were dry land, but when the Egyptians attempted to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had received the spies in peace. And what more should I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Others were tortured, refusing to accept release in order to obtain a better resurrection. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned to death. They were sawn in two. They were killed by the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, persecuted, tormented of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, and in caves and holes in the ground. Yet all these, though they were commended for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better, so that they would not, without us, be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. The Word of the Lord May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there. When I was a boy, one of the favorite pastimes of many of us kids was the collecting and trading of either baseball or hockey cards. If I close my eyes, I can still see a knot of third graders crouched on the playground, emitting a familiar chant through the cool spring air. Got him, got him, need him, got him, need him, got him, got him, got him, need him. All the while, the faces of favored athletes would slap down, staring face up from the asphalt. Each new card smelled vaguely of brittle, pink chewing gum. There was always a competition to see who could collect an entire team, or maybe even the whole league for that year. Now, some players' cards appeared more often than others, and when they did, 
they would be repurposed to emit a familiar tick, 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 tick sound from the spokes of someone's bike. Sittler, Esposito, Lafleur, and Bobby Orr were household names back in those days. Kids memorized their stats, wore their names on jerseys, and used their numbers in house league hockey teams. Kids studied their plays and then tried to copy them in games of street hockey or in empty parking lots. For better or worse, these players became role models for thousands of kids across the country. Today we consider another kind of role model. Names like Samson, David, and Samuel. Though none of them ever donned a pair of skates, they were role models nonetheless. Last week, we heard from the author of the letter to the Hebrews who defined faith as the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. The author then goes on to give examples of people who lived exemplary lives of faith in the face of great adversity. God partnered with Samson to help Israel overcome the enemy that had invaded and was now ruling their country. God worked in the life of David from the time that he was just a boy, helping him to grow to become one of Israel's greatest kings. God gave Samuel the gift of spiritual insight and wisdom, allowing him to become a powerful prophet and spiritual leader, helping Israel to navigate through many difficult national transitions. In each case, we see God working powerfully in the lives of men and women, not simply for the sake of the individual, but for the benefit of the whole community and nation. But make no mistake, despite their exemplary faith, none of those people was perfect. Rahab the prostitute was held up as an exemplar of faith for giving shelter to Israelite spies. Samson slept with a prostitute and let another woman betray his trust. David had his neighbor killed in battle so that he could steal the man's wife. Samuel was one of Israel's greatest prophets, but he had a pretty big blind spot when it came to his kids. Before he died, he appointed his two corrupt sons to be judges over Israel. Despite their flaws, they were still held up as people of great faith and exemplars for generations to come. I've often heard it said that a person can live their life either as an example or as a warning. But today, we are reminded that life is not so cut and dried. We are reminded that it isn't an either-or situation, but that maybe our lives are both an example and a warning. One of the big takeaways from the Hall of Fame list found in Hebrews is that we don't have to be perfect to be used by God. We simply have to be willing. It's not about how many times we fall down, but rather the number of times that we get back up. To quote the Anglican Baptismal Covenant, will we persevere in resisting evil, and whenever we do fall into sin, will we repent and return to the Lord? It's questions like these that help us recognize that we aren't perfect, and that we don't have to be. 
What we are asked to do is to be willing. Willing to admit our shortcomings, willing to work to overcome those shortcomings, and willing to partner with God to follow where God is asking us to go. These are the traits that each person in that Hall of Fame list found in the letter to the Hebrews exemplifies. I began today by talking about the hockey heroes so many of my childhood friends tried to emulate. So many of those kids wanted to grow up to be the next Guy Lafleur or Bobby Orr. So many of them spent so much time in disciplined practice, doing drills and always trying to perfect their skills. But today, we are invited to consider another list of great ones, not on the ice, but in the halls of faith. Who do we want to grow up to be like in a spiritual sense? How much time do we invest in practicing spiritual disciplines like prayer, meditating on scripture, or in study? To push the metaphor a bit, if our spiritual lives were like a sport, how would we behave on the ice? Do we nurture spiritual virtues like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Are we patient and generous with ourselves and with others when we fall short? Do we allow ourselves and others to get up and try again? Our reading from the letter to the Hebrews closes by describing faithful people being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. The author is referring to those people who have lived exemplary lives of faith and serve as role models for subsequent generations of faithful people. This invites us to consider the people whose examples we follow, but it also asks us to consider the kinds of examples that we offer to others. When do our lives function as an example, and when do they offer a caution to other people? Let's pray. Almighty God, we give you thanks for the example of those who have responded to you in faith. May we follow their example and draw others closer to you as we respond to your work in our lives. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.